the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and Paul McKenzie, who is, Paul is the extension agent for horticulture. I won't call you in charge, I won't say you're in charge of horticulture anymore. I don't know. It seemed like a sensitive subject. Are you afraid of your boss? up my confidence. Are you afraid you know? of your boss? <laughs> <laughs> Bosses. A little, a little yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll deal with him. Uh, or I'll uh, get Rufus to deal with it. We'll handle that, Paul. Yeah. I'm sure he's a nice person. <laughs> or she. I, I have two great directors that I work with. Yeah, that's two, wonderful. Two very I, kind. Uh, yeah, I believe I've met one of them. I haven't been to, to the Warren County mm-hmm. Extension Service. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, Paul is with us. And uh, Emily left us. She was talking about her strawberry patch. What would you like to say about strawberries, Paul? Anything? Well, um, Emily, if you're still listening, um, I, I, I don't remember you said when they were planted, but um, it, probably what's happened is you've had a lot of spread over the last season, and you probably want to go in and thin those out and pull out the older plants. Um, that's going to be the main thing is just, just thin out the plants, pull out the older plants so that you've got a strawberry plant spaced about, I think about every 12 inches is what you're going for, uh, about a 12-inch spacing on your plants, and uh, maybe throw a little slow-release fertilizer on them in, you know, February, and, uh, uh, you know, that should really, I mean, those are the main things. Sue McKeever, who is the uh, manager of the State Farmers Market, is with us. Uh, Sim? Good morning to you. And uh, do you grow strawberries yourself? I know. I do not. Okay. Um, I know you're a horticulturist, but yeah, uh, um, won't be long to start start planting some strawberries here in uh, another month or so. so yeah, that's while. right. There, there is a great publication online, Emily, called uh, from the North Carolina State Extension Service. Get growing strawberries in the garden, and it will it goes into a great detail about home gardening with your uh, strawberries and, and good luck with yeah go ahead and Paul. sim do you have any uh, vendors plant vendors that have strawberry plants for sale in the fall we usually do uh, i don't think they've come in they hadn't come in yet but we usually do have some strawberry plants out here that's great because sometimes some nurseries don't carry those as frequently so yeah, yeah. and they're also the tunnel grown that we get during the winter that's right it's, it's amazing uh and then if you get a warm spell, I know one year, it's been several years back, we had a warm spell around Christmas time. And actually, a farmer come up a couple weekends with uh, field-grown uh, strawberries because it got so warm that they started they started uh, taking hold. And, and uh, so we had, we had some strawberries at Christmas with <laughs> field-grown, which was unusual. Mm, yeah. nice. well, I have a simple theory about something like strawberries. 
when you can get them as much easy as you can at the farmer's market, why try to grow them? But I, I don't mean to make uh, Emily feel bad about it. That's great. I no, tried I'm it. glad she said that. I, that's really uh, I tried quite it a one job. time, and unless you've got a lot of space to do it, it's hardly worth it. Well, because of the yield or pests you, you, or you, you, you what? Well, you can't get enough unless you've got a pretty good sized patch. Well, and of course, uh, she doesn't have a farmer's market within a the half a mile of her home either. I'm sure. I don't know what uh, if they if they have one. I think they have a farmer's market in Carborough, but it's probably not year round. I think so. if you have kids, strawberries would be a fun crop. Yeah, it'd be fun for the kids. Right. I I want to uh, Jason. I want to get uh, Tom Campbell on here too while we're uh, Tom Tom's down on the News River Hall of Fame broadcaster and my friend our friend uh, Tom is with us along with Sim McKeever Tom how you doing this morning good morning and uh, good morning to Sim and everybody yeah uh, I'm doing fine I, I've just come back from the store where I bought 36 half pint jars and we're getting ready to put up pears uh-huh. oh, oh my goodness, goodness. Uh, it was figs a few weeks ago, so you're. Uh, we've done we've done pepper relish, we've done figs, we've done uh, a first batch of pears, but our trees have been so loaded. I just hate to see them go to waste. Oh yeah, I don't blame you. <clears throat> a, Tom, there's a good. Uh, uh, our state magazine's got a good section on on canning this month's issue. I saw that. It was uh, isn't that a great magazine? It is. It's certainly one of the best and one of my favorites. I wanted to ask a question. Uh, Rufus, when we moved into our new house, gave us two ginger lily uh, stalks. Those two have turned into about 25. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, their, that's their idea. So, Sam, do you, do you have any ginger lilies at home? I do not. I, got, I do have quite a few. My daddy used to raise daylilies, so I have quite a few daylilies. Yeah, you need some ginger lilies because they're blooming right now. And, and, Tom, don't they smell good? Oh, my goodness. The, they smell like vanilla. Yeah, that's and it. That go outside yeah. in my yard, and, and it is just delightful. It looks like an orchid. And, Tom, you can divide those just like you would, would a uh, uh, another tubular plant and just keep going. I don't think you can get half too many daily uh, ginger lilies. So tell me how to do that. That's part of why I was called, I had two questions that I wanted to ask. The first was, um, they are so tall that they are bending over and blocking my access to my little uh, shed house yep. out back. I have the same problem. Now, yep. Can you? Can you, I know that there are some plants that, as they are growing, if you uh, will prune them back uh, pretty early on, they won't grow quite as tall, but they'll still bloom. Not, no, these, not, not ginger lilies. Yeah, these these bloom uh, on the. I don't know how far down they bloom, really. Uh, just it mainly on the, the top. top down, but that, oh, it's the top. Yeah, yeah. It's the top. Yeah, I don't think I, I I've never never done that. I I guess there are ways to prop them up. But uh, you, you'd have to stalk them, Tom, with a little thin uh, stalking stick, and and to divide them. Even when you're, go ahead and dig them up, even though you've got the stalk on them, and, and then you can cut it off, 
but go ahead and cut it off. It, it, it's not one of those where it has to die down to refurbish the plant like an iris or daylily or daffodils or something like that. You can, you can cut them back to about a, I, I leave about six inches and then just pull them apart so that you've got a good, a good rhizome down there just like you would an iris. Now, do, do these gingers require, where they are, they get a fair amount of sun. Do they require a lot of sun? Yes. You know, I don't. I don't have a lot of sun where mine are planted, and I think they would probably do better if they had more sun. Yeah, yeah, they would. At least six hours. They are magnificent, aren't they? Well, I got to tell you that, and the the, uh, the big hibiscus plants that that Rufus has given me, and that uh, you gave me the last time I was on the show. Oh, my garden, my yard is just magnificent. Well, it was it was pretty even before all of those additions. I, you know, the do you have the orange? You have the white. You said, yes. I I got a orange one called a Disney. Really, it's called a Disney orange. Mm. It looks it looks quite different. The the bloom. Yeah, I never bloom earlier than the white one too. Yeah, but it's it's quite spectacular. It doesn't have the the beautiful scent that the white ones do. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to give me one of those, Mike. How do they smell? I, they don't really, they don't really have that as much fragrance as the white for some reason. Oh, I guess that was maybe they they went for the the color oh, instead of instead of the fragrance. So well, I'll tell you what, uh, they are just magnificent, and I love them. But they have overtaken uh, a, a large part of my yard. I've got to separate them out. <laughs> I'm going to make some friends and family very happy. Yeah, every, you know, every three to three to four years, you can you can do that. I think that's what's recommended, and uh, you just you just dig in, dig up the clump, uh, and I guess each stalk represents a clump, and uh, just just you know, be careful working working down with the shovel, and um, create kind of a little trench. Or circle around the the daylily, so you you would you, you would use the run the shovel around, kind of around it, and uh, then then put the shovel blade under the clump, and shake off the excess dirt, and then you can uh, divide the rhizomes. Well, I couldn't help but think about Sim. We went out to uh, the farmers market uh, a week or so ago and wanted to see if he was there, but I. I, I I didn't do it. We bought uh, bell peppers, red and green peppers, and put up some uh, pepper relish. Um, we, we've had a we've had a great year doing that this summer. Oh, you've done a lot of canning. I I wish more people did that. It it can it can be a lot of fun, and it's it's great if you got a bunch of people together to do it. Well, and we have a little system, and it's something that Lib and I can do together, and we enjoy it, and. We particularly enjoy it because they're neighbor gifts. We give them out to our neighbors yeah. uh, at Christmas time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Good, healthy stuff. Great gifts. Yeah. A lot of people right. are having trouble getting mason jars, Tom. L- let me tell you something. Uh, I had to run into Bayboro, which is uh, the nearest town uh, to us here, and I could not believe it. I walked into uh, the food line, and they had three cases of half pint regular mouth jars and i scooped up every one of them i texted lib 
and I said, you're going to love me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't find half-pint jars anymore. Yeah, I know. That's a shame. But we'll get over it all. We'll be able to find jars and everything else one of these days. Well, I know you wanted to ask them about what's going on at the market. I didn't mean to. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm glad you can stay on as long as you want to, my friend. You're always welcome here. You know that. I appreciate it. I'm going to hang up because I'm back up at the river now. All right. Uh, enjoying a good southwest, uh, southwesterly breeze. Oh, boy. Uh, You're I lucky. Started, I, I thought about y'all yesterday. I went out and picked. My, my daughter's got a great garden. Went out and picked Crowder peas oh. and sat on the porch and shelled Crowder peas. Uh, got a mess of them. We're gonna have them for supper. Okay. That's rough. On, that's rough on the thumbs. Not as bad as butter beans, but. Uh, well, I'll tell you, uh, I have a little system, uh, and you do have to have some some good thumbnails. For us, yeah, you do. Thumbnails, but uh, I, I love it. Uh, that's good. That's that's country. <laughs> that's old old fashioned. That's great. Well, I told you last time I was on the show. It just reminds me of my mama. Yeah, we'd sit out on the porch and we'd shell butter beans and we'd snap string beans and and shell Crowder peas and just have a great old time, good time. Yeah, great fellowship. Tom, thank you so much. Call us often. Sorry, I'm not in town. I'm missing you guys today, but I uh, we're going to be back next week. Maybe we can come visit. Okay. That'd be great. Anytime, my friend, anytime. Thanks, Mike. See you, Tom. All right, Sam, uh, do you, do you uh, get out there and – I mean, do you pick your beans? Do you grow beans? Do you pick beans? Do you uh, shell beans? I have done a lot of shelling and then picking a lot of beans. I, I don't currently have any right now, but uh, but I do. I do like uh, Rufus kind of said earlier. I work at a farmers market. So I, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, you got plenty. You got plenty of peas and butter beans out there this morning. We do have plenty of peas, butter beans, uh, green beans, um, and and they got them already shelled for you. They done took all the work out. Uh, you know. <laughs> I think everybody ought to at least have to show some butter beans or peas at least one time in their life if they hadn't ever done it before. So, uh, but uh, I used to pick them, and my grandma would shell them. So that's a good good way to do it. Yep. Well, Sam, I was there yesterday and got fifteen the box of fifteen peaches. I got Alberta uh, from Candor. The, the I. I I love the the area of peaches in Candor, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and I I have them in little little different compartments of getting ripe time, and you you think well how are how are two people going to eat fifteen peaches before they rot? It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Just eat them like an I, I wash them off and eat them with with skin and all like an apple. Just chomp down on them. That tickles my nose. <laughs> I, I just that's interesting. <laughs> if you wet them, though, that fuzz will go down. If you wet them, I'd have to soak them. <laughs> I think. So, uh, what else you got out there this morning, Sam? Well, we got uh, North Carolina apples from the mountains are starting to come in. Uh, Honey oh, Crisp Gala, uh, Golden Delicious, and Ginger mm-hmm. Gold are a few of the varieties I wrote down that are starting to come in. They have some uh, fresh apple cider as well. Um, we got. Tomatoes, squash, cucumbers, hot and sweet peppers, uh, sweet corn, eggplant, um, broccoli, okra, uh, red and white onions, beets, garlic, mushrooms, carrots, 
Um, still got peaches coming in. We'll have peaches at least for another month or so. Uh, Big Red, September Sun, and August Prince were a few of the varieties that I'd wrote down. Um, still got some blueberries and blackberries coming in. Uh, sweet corn, all kinds of greens, kale, mustard, spinach, turnips. Still got watermelons and cantaloupes coming in. Oh, kale. Kale Yarborough. And of course, we got uh, we got a, our, one of our staples out here year round: sweet uh, sweet potatoes, uh, red and white potatoes. Um, we already talked about peas and butter beans and green beans, and uh, of course, uh, grapes are starting now. Had grapes for a couple weeks now. Muscadine, Scopinon grapes, uh, peanuts are coming in. So, we've got a pretty full allotment of stuff right now. Uh, it won't be long. A couple more weeks, we'll be talking about pumpkins. You got? Uh, oh, I know, I know. Well, they, they, uh, I mentioned uh, last time you were on. I think that they're a lot. Of, they grow a lot of pumpkins up in the mountains uh, around Sparta and other places. Uh, I mean, they grow some around here too. But that's, that's right. Yeah, we got we got some right around here and up in the mountains. So uh, those guys in the mountains, I think, have a little bit easier time with it than the guys yeah. down here as far yeah. as growing. But that's I, right. I've, I've talked to a few pumpkin growers uh, the past this past week, and uh, everybody says their theirs are looking really good right now. Do you have uh, plant growers out there this morning? We do. Uh, we got a lot of trees and shrubs, uh, perennials, herbs, uh, boxwoods, uh, some beautiful hibiscus that are blooming right now, uh, fruit trees and bushes. Uh, we've got a lot of hanging baskets, aquatics, uh, succulents, uh, indoor plants, cactus. Uh, and, of course, we've got uh, several of our cut flower vendors out here, some beautiful cut flowers out here, and they do some beautiful bouquets and things. Very good. Up in the market, shops, the old country store, plenty going on up there. That's right. All kinds of uh, farm-raised meats, eggs, cheeses, uh, great baked good items, uh, jams and jellies. you got uh, 321 coffee, local seafood, all kinds of candies and sauces, um, gift baskets, crafts, uh, soaps and hand lotions. Um, some ice cream would be good today uh, with the heat we got this weekend. Uh, North Carolina wines. Uh, ha- uh, hammocks and outdoor furniture. Um, so all kinds of all kinds of good stuff up there. And of course, uh, you can go to the grill and get you some walking around food. They got breakfast, sandwiches, hot dogs. Uh, so uh, well, Sim, let me report that they've got that Rufus dog down pat now. I, <laughs> they've got it right. I've heard the, that Rufus dog. It's the, to be getting the, around. The chili, the chili is just. They're real, they're real cooks. They, they Plus, a, they're innovators. Put an, art, too. an art to it. Yeah. yeah it's right. an interesting place to to, um, to go by, right? the, the market shops is, period. But you have a couple of other restaurants there, too. That's right. We got the uh, North Carolina Seafood Restaurant. Give you, they give you plenty to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they open up at 11 a.m., close at 7 p.m. And then, of course, we got the State Farmers Market Restaurant, Great Country Cooking, and they open at uh, 6 a.m. and close at 3 p.m. And they serve they serve breakfast right up to 3 p.m. if you want it. Um, so great, uh, great places there to eat. Um, you can plan your your trip around a meal. Uh, also, want to mention, let's see, down below the seafood restaurant, we got we got our building down there is full, our overflow building. Uh, you see, you got uh, spices, uh, you got some more farm raised meats. Uh, uh, stone engraving, baskets, uh, kettle corn, donuts, um, all kinds of craft. A items. little bit of everything. Plus, Nahana pork out there. And then we got Nahana pork center right behind that. Pork any way you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, they got it. 
also uh, let's see, and then we got, of course, uh, Market Imports at the very top of the hill up there above the State Farmers Market Restaurant. It's, they're kind of at the very top when you pull in the market up to the left. Um, all kinds of uh, fountains, teak, pottery, uh, all kinds of pottery. Yeah, I mean, they got it from small to big, uh, and they, they do a great job with all that stuff. So uh, really neat stuff in there, so check them out. And of course, we got uh, Supersod. We'll be, they'll, they'll probably start talking about fescue loans here in the next week or two. Uh, if, if, you're, if you're wanting to do a fescue loan, that's, it'll be about that time. Sure will be. Yeah. Uh, so the the road, you, you have a road that, that's been in the process. Are y'all still talking about extending that? Uh... <laughs> yeah, the road to nowhere is still going nowhere right now. <laughs> okay. I had to, I had to hold my breath to not do that, Sam, to you. Yeah, might, might beat uh, me to it. It's supposed, they're supposed to start back on it next month, so I, I don't yeah. know an exact date, but I think we got everything squared away now, and we're hoping to get that finished because it'll be a, a great benefit to the market. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure it's a complicated process. Yeah, yeah, a lot of changes were made, and then you got to go through all the processes. A lot of red tape. Uh, unbelievable. The amount of red tape we had to go through and, ju- and just get everything squared away, but I think we're there now. We're just... Uh, Hoping to get equip- equipment on the ground. So. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll cool off a little bit. That's right. For all those workers. I did want to mention. To Got about uh, 20 uh, seconds. We were supposed to have a, the Wild and Tasty event today at the market. Yep. Uh, the North Carolina Wildlife Commission does that. Right. That's been postponed. Okay. But we do have another event uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Um, Meals on Wheels of Wake County is going to be out here from 10 to 2 tomorrow and 9 to 12 Monday and Tuesday. All right. And they're going to be giving out. Um, Hold on just a second, Sam. Okay. We'll be back. All right. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay. Sam, thank you so much for, for waiting just for, for, you know, but the rest of the time is yours, buddy. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. Uh, thank you. You were mentioning that you had some other function coming up? That's right. Uh, Mill on Wheels is going to be out here Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Uh, Sunday will be from 10 to 2, Monday and Tuesday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Right. And what they're doing, they're trying to help. uh, They have, uh, they're distributing $36 worth of vouchers uh, for free to low-income adults over 60 years old. Sure. And they can spend that $36 here at the market. and so it's it's helping low income adults out. It's also helping our North Carolina farmers out. So uh, so if you fit in that category, uh, be sure to come check that out. If if we wanted to donate, could we donate there, or should we just you know send them a check? Or uh, I'm sure they could take donations. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how they would do it out there. Yeah, I'm not sure how they would do it out here. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I know they would be happy uh, to, to receive donations. Sure. Sure. Would. I mean, you know, people people still carry cash. That's right. So yeah. you can you can do that. But, but at any rate, uh, I, I'm sure they won't turn anything down if you want. Right. Yeah. But if you're a low income adult over sixty, uh, be sure to come uh, take part in that. Yeah. And you know, I I have found, uh, and I'm sure Rufus does this. Uh, probably everybody at the table is to you know, pay pay a little bit forward. And, and I rarely go to a fast food place, but I'll I'll occasionally, if I think of it, I'll I'll buy the person behind me buy their meal. 
whatever. Just, you know, do something like that. If you're getting yeah. coffee at Starbucks, <clears throat> buy the person's coffee who's behind you. You can it's, see a lot of people stand in shock when you do it. But Yeah, it's nice. You know, it's <laughs> tough times we live in. Be nice to people and, and what, give to, to great organizations like Meals on Wheels. That's right. And you know, helping somebody out, that's a, a, you get just as much reward out of it and benefit as the person you're helping out. Yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Sam, I'm sorry you had to wait so long. Uh, but this this was a long, involved process for you, but I'm we're always glad to have you folks on. Uh, great talking with you all. And, uh Congratulations to uh, to Monica's son who has a baseball scholarship. Yeah, I heard, I heard about. Oh that. my! Um, going, to, I think Lewisburg College, I believe, is yeah. going. So. Great school, and uh, he's he's a uh, handsome young man, big boy, and he'll uh, he'll do well. I'm, I'm sure. sure he will do well up there. Yeah. Sure will. I, Great I family. I had a cousin that played baseball at Lewisburg as well, so I'm very familiar with Lewisburg. Absolutely. they got yeah. a good baseball program. They always, they've always had a great baseball po- program mm-hmm. there. All right, Sam. Thank you, buddy. All right. Y'all have a good weekend. Stay cool. Yes, sir. Take we care. shall. Sam McKeever, the manager out of the State Farmer's Market. So, now, Sam, how do you stay cool with it 96 degrees? I, you know, I don't I don't know. I. <laughs> it's tough. It's, it's, some of it's psychological. If you just well, when I got a bucket full of sweat down on the grass, <laughs> that's not psychological. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> well, at any rate, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. Go and go talk a little bit more about. Uh, I don't know that we finished with with Tom and and the day uh, ginger lilies. Yeah. Well, I, what's your process? <clears throat> well. Mine, mine are hanging over too, but I've, I've got them in different places. And I'm going to, when, when they're totally through blooming, I'm just going to cut the stalk off because I've, I've done it before and it didn't harm the plant. And cut it off down to about six inches so you can, you can handle it easy when you're moving it. And they, you can pull up a stalk and it, it, it sometimes will yield more than than one plant on there. So you just pull yeah. your stalks up rather than well, digging around? I, I dig them, like you said, get the shovel around them, be, be yeah. real careful. And it's, it sort of reminds me of a, of an iris, the, the how it looks on the bottom. Right. The, or the, I guess that's a rhizome. They're rhizomes, yeah. Ball. They're, they're yeah. Uh, like eight inches, according to uh, NC State. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't realize they were that long, but you got to make sure that uh, each piece possesses an actively growing shoot right. on them. It's so, an easy plant to, to grow. Yeah, I mean it's very but forgiving. You do have to stalk them, stake them. If you if you they they will you probably use tomato over. cages, couldn't you? you? Oh, you definitely could. You definitely, <laughs> I mean, you know, or, or some yeah. of these decorative things that you use for peonies, or yeah, of course they get pretty tall. They get taller than peonies. But uh, yeah, something on that that order. I guess you could tie them. Now, if when the the next uh, issue of the Weekend Gardener magazine comes out, I hope they'll use a picture I had of the blue ginger lily that I brought several it's years extraordinary, ago. Extraordinary, yeah. From Hawaii, yeah. Because when I say that, people say, "Do what?" Well, I've got it right there. Now, this is not. Not as hardy as the as the ones no, we have. No, it would it would never make it through. Yeah, it it's for bring a, it in every year. Yeah, 
But you've had yours for 20 years. Yeah, I've divided it a couple times. Well, it's been almost 30 years. No kidding. Wow. And it, it doesn't bloom until about uh, 1st of October. Hmm. Yeah, I thought, uh, I, I kind of thought my ginger lilies were blooming a little early. But I think the, the, the I call mine salmon colored. I guess it's the orange one. Yeah, the it Disney bloomed, orange. It, it seemed to bloom two two weeks earlier this year than than usual. Now the white one's coming along about like they normally do. I call it the orchid looking flower. Yeah. That is like Tom says, it's it's most wonderful, sweet. It is. Vanilla. I mean it's it's kinda like a honeysuckle. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of the fragrance for me. Vanilla. I hadn't thought about vanilla. Uh but yeah, it's it's uh, got, plants are amazing. They really are. There's so many Good, good flavors and well, not flavors, but they smell like things you could eat. But I wouldn't chomp into them. <laughs> I'm getting ready for. A, I've noticed that the uh, sweet uh, tea olive is sort of getting ready to start giving us another. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, certainly a a late summer fall uh, fall blooming plant, but it it will crop up here and there throughout the. Throughout the year, three or four times in my yard. Yeah. I have a whole hedge that covers the where I park the car beside the garage that I estimated the other day it's got to be at least 35 feet tall. Mm. And I don't think people generally realize that. That's a lot of fragrance. A, a tea olive will grow that tall. Yeah. They're I, slower I, growing yeah. than uh, than a lot of plants, yeah. but they make a good. I broke the, broke the rule some 30 years ago and planted all of one thing. Glad I did. Yeah, uh, they're very reliable. They don't have a lot of. Uh, do y'all have a lot of of um, tea olives, sweet osmanthus in Vance County? People grow those. I'm sure they do. I can't think of anywhere anybody's planted a hedge like that. But well, that's but, a lot of fragrance. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And and there there are two people in my neighborhood who li- I guess they got the idea from their next door neighbor because. They're uh, well. They're actually they're they're across the street from each other, but they both have hedges. And boy, I'll tell you yeah. when that when that's blooming, you can smell them thirty yards away. And, and that is a good option for a hedge, and it's better than what a lot of people, you know, some of the old standbys people use. Yeah, uh, a lot more durable. Very. And they really don't have any problems i've never i don't think i've ever noticed a spot on them i've never i can't remember a call of somebody saying what's wrong with my house man yes in in over 20 years because i hate to promote them everybody i'm afraid that if everybody starts planting them we will have some (laughs) some problem but uh kind of like we did with the red tip fatini because it reminds me of that to a certain extent because Mm -hmm. it has a little as it as it goes along through the year has a little reddish uh, orangey effect. Well, so, Bar- Barley Tree has kept two of my red tips alive. The rest of them just went. They were mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. Penny is in Raleigh. Penny, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hey, Penny. Hey, Penny. Oh, Penny. I don't know what happened to Penny. We'll, uh, I tell you what, we'll, we'll put her on hold. And come back, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and talk with Penny. You can also call us at 919-860-9783. 
919-860-WPTF. More of the Weekend Gardener straight ahead. It's 948. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. 9.52, and uh, let's go back to, to Penny and uh, see if she is. Hey, Penny. Are you with us? Can you hear me? I got you now. We can hear you loud and clear. Oh, I want to thank Rufus for the tree he gave me during your broadcast uh, recently. Oh, out of the farmer's market. farmer's market? Yes, yes. It's, uh, I wanted to know, is it a Rose of Sharon? Rose of Sharon, yeah. I couldn't, I, it had a beautiful flower two days later. I was ecstatic. Oh, wow. I, well, you'll have many more flowers, and you may have many more Rose of Sharon. <laughs> it has, it has some, has some uh uh, buds on it now, so I feel like it's gonna. Oh, be- you're gonna get more. What what color is yours, Penny? Oh, I can't remember. Kind of pinky. Yeah. Kind of. I can't remember because I've gotten a hibiscus since then, and it bloomed a lot. But is the rose of Sharon a type of hibiscus? It is. It's a hardy hibiscus. Hardy hibiscus. Well, Rufus, you're very smart to make it into a tree. I. I just love it. Thank you so, so much. Well, you're quite welcome, Penny. And you all were so kind and friendly to me that morning, and I enjoy your show, and have a good week. Oh, thank you so much, Penny. Johnny Appleseed. I want to spread uh, Rosa Sharon's around all over the country. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, pass along plants is a very southern thing, Penny. It's uh, it's a great way to – we were talking about ginger lilies, and, and that's another uh, beautiful plant, interesting-looking plant that we can pass along very easily. I just think to make they, they, we have a lot of hibiscus in Florida. They're just shrubs; they grow like wild. Yeah. But to make it into a tree just amazes me. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, I, they they are very interesting, and and can there are a lot of different colors. I have a white one that has kind of a a lavender center in it that uh, Rufus. A lavender or pink, pink center, I guess. Yeah, it's pink. Uh, that Rufus gave me, and it's uh, it's going along pretty strong. The more sun, the better for them. You all don't have degrees in horticulture. You just are interested, so you research and learn all this. It's well, we do have we do have one panel member this morning with a horticulture degree. I, but no, you don't. That's right. You I, Ed, yours is plant science ag- or agronomy. 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 Piece. Okay. Yeah, but uh, he's an extension agent. No, we just we just Ann uh, was a master gardener in Wake yeah. County, and that's a a great way to learn. A lot of people learn on their own, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, the love of gardening. I learned from my mama, Penny. Kind Pam, that was so kind and sweet, and she's just kind and sweet anyway. That's and, just her know, personality, and. I know she's a master gardener, but you all are amazing, and thank you so much. Enjoy your broadcast. Thank you very much, Penny. We appreciate it. Being, Take care. Being okay. part of the show. Yeah. Okay. You're part of the family, too, Penny. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Yes, ma'am. All right. Yeah, that's nice. I think I remember Penny because Pam was talking to her at length about something uh, Penny asked at the 
farmer's market. Yeah. I always enjoy going to the farmer's market. I think for the remotes, uh, probably my favorite. I shouldn't say that, but probably my It favorite. is fun out there. It's it's very festive to, to visit there. There's so much going on. If you go during the week, it's uh, much less crowded. It's easier to get around, easier to find a park. But Saturdays are fun, too, Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of state fair-like. Well, it's not so bad either when they bring those honey buns down there. <laughs> <laughs> when they bring us food, yes, biscuits. We need that. Yeah. So you like to be waited on, don't you, Rufus? Well, who doesn't? That's right. Who doesn't? All right, uh, Paul, uh, that, the, the Master Gardener program, you really don't have to be an expert. No. You have to have an interest. You have to have an interest, yeah. Because you'll, you'll teach the Master Gardeners everything they need to know. Green thumb not required. Yep. Uh, we, we bring you into our volunteer program, and we'll give you all the training you need. And, and then, like I said, you keep learning as you get involved with, with the service. Um, develop great friendships and you get to contribute to the community so it's a lot of fun and and, you know even if you're not into gardening uh you know if you're not into for whatever reason you know you might not want to be out this time of year pulling weeds and watering (laughs) gardens and that's fine because we've got other things we can keep you busy with like what uh well you know right now our master gardener volunteers are planning a series of online classes uh with uh Great presenters that's going to start up in October. Um, so we've got a, a committee that's working on that. Um, uh, we spent uh, two hours yesterday afternoon just picking plants for our herb garden at the Warren County Extension Office. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of, we have a newsletter uh, that we need writers for. So the different Master Gardener programs across the state, they all have different kinds of projects that they work on. But um, in almost all cases, you know, you don't necessarily have to work outside in a garden to be a part of it. There's other kinds of projects where you can contribute. Writing articles. Yeah. You know, we can Andrea Lane, who is uh, with the Durham County Extension Office. uh, Actually, she lives in the mountains now, and they're starting one up there. But Mm -hmm. she's a great writer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great skill to bring to a program. Public speaking. Uh, if you're good with social media, photography, um, any number of things, desktop publishing, we can use a lot of the, those yeah. kinds of skills mm-hmm. in our program. And you get uh, 40 hours of training and you, you give back uh, at least 40 hours. And most people go way over that. I'm sure. Yeah. Most yeah. people, in fact, um, some people – finish their 40 hours within a couple months after the training because it's just so much fun well the question i most frequently ask is do you have to take a written exam (laughs) well that we got about 10 seconds that varies by county the answer is yes in my county but it's open book and it's take home so it's it's not terrible right you can't cheat though more of the weekend gardener coming up 